Do you know of anyone who has a unique laugh? Like (laughs) one that is distinct and you know exactly who it is the minute you hear it. I think we all have someone who comes to mind like that. Laughter is a wonderful thing. The Bible says it does the heart good like a medicine. I remember quoting that verse um, in a eulogy for my dad. And, and I made this statement when it came to laughter that I think my dad might have been over-medicated. <laughs> he would certainly embarrass me by laughing at the most awkward scenarios and situations. And I hated it. I hated being in public with him because I just knew he was going to embarrass me uh, by laughing at awkward times. Um, one Bible character that is noted for laughter is Sarah. Sarah laughed at an awkward moment and God called her out on it. I could not imagine laughing under my breath, thinking no one knew, and then God saying, why did she laugh? I could, I could not imagine. But you know the story. It's in Genesis chapter 18 where the Lord told Abraham that Sarah would have a son at 90 years old. And it says Sarah laughed to herself about the notion. See, Sarah did not see in herself what God saw in her. And I hate to break it to you, but she's not the only one in the past or the present that has had that problem. She's just the only one noted for laughing at the idea. When the angel of the Lord called Gideon a mighty man of valor, he was in a wine press threshing wheat. And and the greeting from the angel of the Lord was, Hail, mighty man of valor. And Gideon looked at him like he was crazy because Gideon did not see in himself what God saw in him. When Jesse... When Jesse assembled his sons for the prophet Samuel to anoint the next king of Israel, he didn't even think to call David because he didn't see in David what God saw in David. When the Virgin Mary was approached by the angel and called blessed and highly favored among women, the Bible says she wondered at what type of greeting she had been given because... She did not see in herself what God saw in her. And when Peter let Jesus use his boat to teach the multitude, and then later caught a great catch of fish, he asked Jesus to go away from him because he did not see in himself what Jesus saw in him. And what Jesus saw in them Each and every one of them was a useful vessel. Someone who could be used for his glory. It is not some special gift or character or uh, talent that they had. It was simply their availability to be used by God for his glory. And are they the exception? I have to ask you that. Are they the exception? 
Or, have you put limitations on what God can do with you in your life? Have you let the enemy so beat you down that you think great things and successes are just for other people? Are you like Sarah trying to place your calling on a Hagar that is not anointed to carry it out just because you feel inadequate? Are you laughing under your breath at the suggestions and promptings of the Holy Spirit that He's nudging you with? I will repeat the words that the Lord spoke to Sarah. I'll repeat them to you. Why are you laughing? Is anything too hard for the Lord? At the appointed time, it will happen. Now, this is just me paraphrasing. The actual verse is Genesis chapter 18, verse 13 and 14. And it says, And the Lord said to Abraham, Why did Sarah laugh, saying, Shall I surely bear a child since I am old? Is anything too hard for the Lord? At the appointed time, I will return to you according to the time of life, and Sarah shall have a son. Now tell me the story. Did it happen like he said? (laughs) Absolutely. Sarah gave birth to Isaac. Gideon became a valiant leader and a judge. Mary gave birth to the Savior, and Peter was the rock that the church was founded upon. Now what's your story? There's two types of laughter. The unsure laughter that Sarah got called out on at first. But then there's the laughter that comes with rejoicing and joy. Genesis chapter 21 says, And the Lord visited Sarah as he had said. And the Lord did for Sarah as he had spoken. For Sarah conceived and bore Abraham a son in his old age at the set time of which God had spoken to him. And Abraham called the name of his son, who was born to him, whom Sarah bore to him, Isaac. Then Abraham circumcised his son Isaac when he was eight days old, as God had commanded him. Now Abraham was 100 years old when his son Isaac was born to him. And Sarah said, God has made me laugh, and all who hear will laugh with me. And she also said, Who would have said to Abraham that Sarah would nurse children? For I have borne him a son in his old age. Listen, Sarah smiled and laughed with joy every time someone saw her son. She even named him Laughter. And I find it interesting in the Bible how God usually changed people's names. He changed Abram to Abraham. He changed Sarai to Sarah. He changed Jacob to Israel. Um, And several others, he changed Simon to Peter. And then there were other times where the Lord went before them and would tell them what to name the child. He told Mary what to name Jesus. He told uh, Zechariah and Elizabeth what to name John. But Isaac, his name means laughter. 
And he let Abraham and Sarah name this child Isaac. Laughter. And that name remained. He never once changed it. It brought the Lord joy. And it put a smile on his face to see little laughter in the arms of 90-year-old Sarah. Listen, the Lord wants to get you past this roadblock of uncertainty and to get you to embrace the calling and the promise in your arms. He wants to see laughter and joy and rejoicing. That thing, that thing that only you know about, that you contemplate and shrug off because you just don't think that you're qualified or equipped for it. That thing that consumes your thoughts and and you don't even want to tell people because you don't want them to laugh at you or think you're crazy. And just to be clear, don't run after something that God himself did not tell you was for you because here's the deal. Sarah heard the Lord say that she would bear a son. She heard him loud and clear and you will too if he has a promise for you. And at the appointed time, It will happen. He wants you to have this rejoicing and this joy. John 10.10 says the thief does not come except to steal, kill, and destroy. But I have come. This is Jesus talking. I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. That's what Sarah had was abundant life. The thief had come to steal, kill, and destroy all of her hopes, her barren womb. He had stole the fruitfulness of her womb. God did not let it produce fruit. He had stolen her joy. He had stolen her her confidence in being a good wife for Abraham so much that she was giving that responsibility over to Hagar. The thief had stolen something from Sarah. Mm. Oh, but God gave it back. And he gave it back in a way that was undeniable. He gave her not only life, he gave her abundant life. Everybody that saw that child, everybody that saw this miracle rejoiced and knew that this was of God. This was a miracle. Listen, the Lord wants to smile watching you enjoy abundant life. Abundant life does not mean that you won't have problems and heartaches. It doesn't. It doesn't. Sarah still had problems and heartaches. Um, There was still death involved uh, that she had to leave her son. But listen, she was able to enjoy Isaac to the fullest. And that's what abundant life is. It means that you can enjoy the good things to the full. It means the bad things don't take away the joy from the good things. And nothing can take away your joy. Nothing can take away your joy. (laughs) Was that a bit of nervous laughter that I heard? The thought of enjoying life, does that bring just a little nervous laughter to you? With all you've been through, with all the mess and the chaos and and the people who are not for you, does it just sound like it's out of reach? It's not. It's not. At the appointed time, 
you are going to look back and you're going to say, like Sarah, God has made me laugh. And everyone who hears will laugh with me. What a testimony that you will have. And you'll think to yourself, just like she did, who would have ever said that I would have done this? And then this little whisper will come to your ear and say, is anything too hard for God? And then this verse will probably come to mind, Zechariah 4, 6. It says, not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. This thing that's bigger than you, this thing that you feel the Lord calling you to, you're not going to accomplish it in your own power. Your abilities to produce this thing are just as dead and empty as Sarah's womb was. In her own power, she could not have done this thing. It was by the Spirit of the Lord. And you have to quit depending on you to accomplish this thing and look to the Lord because it is by His Spirit that whatever this is, whatever calling, whatever promise He has given you, it will come to be, but you have to depend on Him and let Him do this thing in you. You don't see what He sees in you. And if you start looking within yourself to find out what is it that I have that's going to accomplish this, you're going to see emptiness because it's the emptiness that he needs it was the empty boat it was the empty womb it was uh, the empty threshing field he was he was in a wine press it's the emptiness the vacant spot that was missing that David was not in it was the emptiness that he used he's going to use your emptiness Oh, friend, it may be nervous laughter today, but it's going to be full-on rejoicing with belly laughs in the future. Embrace this thing that the Lord is calling you to. Don't doubt it. Only believe. And do me a favor. When this miracle is birthed through you, let me know because I want to laugh and rejoice with you. I might not mind being a little over-medicated with laughter myself. God bless you, friends.